Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Louise Williams, and I'm the founder and CEO of Empowerment Through Thought. We are a philosophical coaching service, and we help folks who are currently navigating or healing from toxic relationships overcome brain fog and create the life that they deserve. Now, today I'm going to be talking about the exact survival tool I used to defend against toxic people. And I think that this one is really going to surprise you. Now, this is a tool that you're already using. In fact, you are using it right now. What you might not know is how to really leverage it to help yourself navigate toxic people. Now, one of the things that happens to almost all of us who have to navigate toxic relationships is that we get out of touch with our own needs. Toxic people take up so much space that anybody around them basically has to live in the margins. Everything becomes centered on serving the toxic person and their erratic needs. That means for those of us trying to exist around toxic people, over time, we begin to forget what we wanted or what we needed. If we do find it in ourselves to remember and we try to convey those needs to the toxic person, we often get punished, right? The toxic person might gaslight us. They might be really dismissive or they could just straight up ignore us. In order for toxic people to achieve their goal of being able to control everyone that's around them, they cannot allow those folks to be independent. If toxic people allowed you to have some space for your own needs, then those needs could override the needs of the toxic person. And that's just wholly unacceptable for most toxic people. So over time, right, we we begin to learn that our needs really do not matter, right? The only thing that matters is what the toxic person wants, what they need, Everyone else is just there to serve those needs. You know, when you're in that environment again and again, you keep having these experiences where your needs get downplayed. You begin to learn that your needs just straight up don't matter. We learn to get more and more distant from those needs, right? When they can't be met, when we're punished for talking about them, you know, a natural way to deal with that is to just just ignore your needs, right? Just pretend they're not there because life is easier when we're just trying to survive and, you know, those needs aren't serving you in that survival because it causes more problems with the toxic person, right? Now, if you've ever left a toxic relationship, you've probably noticed as soon as you're away from the person, you suddenly just have all of this space to exist. You can start doing things because you want to or because you need to, right? That can be a really difficult transition when we're trying to go from being in a toxic relationship to putting up some boundaries and having more freedom from that toxicity, right? We can get really kind of 
frazzled because the toxic people take up so much space. Everything is about serving them. And when you're, when you're not around them, when you really have that freedom, it can feel very unsettling. You can be like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, like who, who am I? What, what do I want? Like, what, what am I doing here? And for some of us, that feeling is so uncomfortable. We move back towards the toxic person and maybe we relax some of those boundaries. Another way to go is to really go into this kind of self-exploration and getting back in touch. But the tool we're going to talk about today can help you along your path so that when you do get to the point where you're setting those boundaries or when you are working on healing from letting go of a past toxic relationship, you can you can start off on a on a stronger footing. All right. So the tool that's supposed to help with all of this, well, that tool is listening. No, I, I do not mean listening to the toxic person. <laughs> they are toxic and usually just have a bunch of BS coming out of their mouth. I mean, listening to you. Now, when we intentionally choose to listen to our own physical and mental needs, we are actively pushing back against the toxic person's agenda. Toxic folks are focused on making sure that we forget all about our needs. When we intentionally work to listen to our needs, we are showing that the toxic person cannot win. Now, there are lots of different ways we can intentionally work to use our listening abilities to protect ourselves from the toxic person. Here are just a couple ways that we could, we could get started with that. We can regularly check in with our body and our emotions to see how we're doing. Right. You could just set a goal that, you know, one time in the morning and one time in the afternoon, you're just going to take a moment and ask yourself, how am I doing? Right. How am I feeling right now? You know, how's my body? Is Am I feeling comfortable in my seat? Right. Just very small, little tiny check in. Another thing we can do is noticing the hunger signals our body sends us. Right. This is a very difficult one. It's actually connected to some of the fat activism work that I do. We don't need to get into all of that, but just starting to notice when your body feels hungry is a really good beginning step to just starting to notice your body in general. Right. Hunger is usually something that we don't pay a ton of attention to until we're like super hungry. And then we feel kind of, you know, we have like kind of these extreme feelings of like, oh, I have to eat right now, right? But if you just start to notice the hunger feelings as they arise, that's a really good practice for getting back in touch with what's actually happening with you. Another thing we can do is just try to listen to the tension in our body, right? For me, I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders and I carry a lot of tension in my calves. So when I'm really stressed, I will like tense my calf muscles like really bad. And I'll, I've made my legs cramp because I'm like holding them so tight. But just kind of noticing, right? We don't have to try to control anything, right? I'm not trying to make myself relax, right? I'm not trying to make myself feel a certain thing. 
All I'm trying to do is notice that something's happening, right? That process we can do when we're, we're not around the toxic person, right? It doesn't have to be about the toxic person, right? This can be in like little moments that we have to ourselves throughout the day where we just say like, oh, am I holding my shoulders up, right? Are my shoulders up by my ears right now? That means I'm probably tense. Or you don't have to change anything. Just try to get yourself to notice. Begin to listen to the information that your body and your feelings are giving you. You might start to notice that when you hold tension in your shoulders, you're also starting to feel a little bit anxious, right? These things can go together. So the more we try to just do these little tiny habits of just rebuilding our relationship with our bodies, with our feelings, just trying to notice, right? We're just listening. We're not trying to control. These tiny things really can add up, right? Over time, the power of checking in and really learning to listen to you and what's going on with you can be really powerful. When you foster strong listening skills, you're really engaged in an activity that's going to make sure that toxic people fail in erasing you and your needs. We may not always be able to get our needs met, especially when we're actively engaged in toxic spaces. However, we can make sure that we acknowledge the existence of those needs, right? If you're currently with a, in a toxic space, you may not be able to get your needs met and that's, that's okay. You know, we don't have to have every one of our needs met in order to, to live a good life, but we do need to really make sure that we aren't dismissing those needs because it's difficult to have them met, right? Those needs are still there. They're very real and they're having an impact on your experience. When you make sure you give them space to exist, you are taking the toxic person's power away to erase them, right? Now, on my own journey, I couldn't let go of my final toxic relationship. That was my relationship with my father. That one was really difficult for me to let go of. It's been about a year now, right? I couldn't let go of that one until I really learned to listen. I had to work really hard to find ways to exist in a space that was designed to erase me. The more I listened to my body and my emotional needs, the more I realized I am real and I am here. And eventually that listening helped motivate me to restructure my situation so that, so that those very real needs could actually be met. Now, of course, I, I'm not having those needs met by my father, right? But I recognize that there were certain things I, I needed peace, right? I needed to be in a space that wasn't constantly coming after me, right? I needed to have some predictability in my life, given the other goals that I had at the time. So I restructured things. And part of that restructuring now is that I, I have no contact with my father, right? So it was a really long process, but listening was really a critical component on my journey, right? The more I listened, the more I began to acknowledge that like, hey, I'm this person and I have these needs and, you know, I deserve to have those met. 
the more motivated I felt to be like, okay, you know, that's right. I have these things. I don't see any way for me to get those needs met unless I do some serious restructuring. And in the end, that's what I decided to do. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if you learn to notice your hunger signals, you're suddenly going to be empowered to like go no contact with the toxic people in your life. I'm not saying that, right? It's, it's a long process. But for me, this was a very important step. And it's really about fighting against the toxic person's attempt to erase you, right? You're the one that knows how good and valuable and real your experiences are. And you're the one that's going to have to convince yourself that you deserve to, to exist. You deserve to be here. You're not just a vehicle for somebody else to get their needs met. You're so much more than that. And for me, listening was a huge part of realizing that. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for staying with me. And next week, we are going to continue our season two content, exploring different ways that you can protect yourself against toxic people. Thanks so much for spending time with me. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.